0: Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Career Services Assistant Director Travis Klein,
1: and I'm Hannah Christian, the Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today's guest on our show,
2: hello everyone. I'm Dee Bassi, a senior journalism an economics double major at Northwest Missouri State University. Over the four years, I've been working as a career. Well, I started working as a career ambassador this semester, but for the past few years, I've been working as a reporter for the Tower Yearbook and a communication assistant with the university marketing and communication department. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> well, welcome, Didi. It's great to have you here. And we're so excited to have you as a career ambassador. So do you want to tell us kind of how you found the career ambassador position and kind of what that process was like to become a career ambassador? You know, you're doing it your last semester here. So,
2: well, it's so funny because Hannah has been trying to get me to be a career ambassador for the past two years. For a while. Yes. For a while. So. I just thought about it and I always wanted to do it, but I didn't just, I didn't have the time to do it. So at the end of last semester, I was ready to move on from my position as a reporter at Tower Yearbook. And I thought to myself, well, what's the best place for me to hone my skills as well as, you know, develop myself to work in the market when I graduate? So that's how this position came about. I just went to talk to Hannah and she said, hey, we're having our positions are opening very soon. You should apply. And I applied. I'm happy I did. The interview process was seamless. I enjoyed talking to you, Hannah, Grace, and Kristen. It was great meeting the team. And then when we when I had to meet the rest of the applicants, I had a good time talking to them as well. So long story short, I got the job. So,
1: <laughs> so also, though, there's a few key things I want to point out here. We call people such as Dee frequent flyers. It's not like I just saw Dee one day walking around outside and was like, hey, you should come work in our office. Often when students come in and take advantage of the services we offer, A, have us review your resume. B, you were searching for internships. C, maybe employment on campus. When you come to our office and going and to events too. You are, yeah, go to events. We know who you are, right? It's not yes. like... It's not like we are just standing outside on the sidewalk and like, hey, you look like a great career ambassador. Like I said, we call you all frequent flyers. Could you explain a little bit about what caused you to seek out career services before
2: you were ever working here? When I got to the Northwest, because I'm from Nigeria. And when I got here, I told myself that in four years, I'm going to graduate. I need to graduate with a job or an internship. So I laid out a plan to get close to anyone here. I always came in to review my resume. I know that I've sat down to talk to other career ambassadors multiple times. Sometimes I was in here twice a week when I was looking for an internship. So I'd come in here talk about my resume, talk about my cover letter. And I also met with Travis when I was looking for an internship in the financial services area last summer. So That's how I became a frequent flyer and also just being on this campus and talking to different students, meeting with alumni, going to different events. I got to know about other positions on campus. So I've also worked as a library desk assistant. I've worked as a recreation assistant. What else have I done? Oh, yes, commencement. So I've also worked as an event coordinator assistant. So I've done a few things here and there on campus. I've also networked with my professors on how to build my portfolio, how to get that job. And they always referred me to this office. So... That's how I found my way here.
0: And Hannah calls you all frequent flyers. I've always said familiars. So folks that are familiar <laughs> with the office and come in, maybe that's the Bram Stoker fan and me coming out. But, <laughs> but yeah, students who who understand what we do, who use our services, we, we find a lot of times they make the best career ambassadors because they've been on the other side of the conversation. They know what helped them, what wasn't helpful, and they can pass that on to students. So so you mentioned being from Nigeria. So tell us about how you found Northwest, how you came you know, to be a Bearcat.
2: So my dad actually found Northwest because I was doing a year during my gap year and decided to take some college classes at a university, Pan-Atlantic University in Nigeria. So we already applied to 29 schools and Northwest was the lucky number 30. So after looking through all my admissions, cause I did get into all of them, unfortunately they didn't offer the best funding. So when it came down to it, It was about funding for me and support as well. So my dad literally came to me and said, hey, Didi, I found this school. It looks good. It's within our budget. It's great. You'll love it. I said, okay, cool. Book the flight. And I got on the plane (laughs) and I got here. So that's how I got to Northwest. But I feel like I haven't made the wrong decision. And I mean, I stayed here. I'm about to graduate. So I feel very secure in the decision we both made. Why did you choose the majors you did? So funny enough, I was going to study law back home i was going to be a lawyer but i didn't want to go to the university that was there so i ended up switching over to mass communication and then when i was looking for schools at northwest i decided uh, okay what's the next what's the closest thing to mass communication just multimedia journalism and i've always wanted to be an oap like an on-air personality on the radio talk to people And just give people some comfort with my voice on the radio. And then when I was looking through Northwest curriculum, I also, oh, I can do broadcast. I could also be a multimedia journalist, which kind of encompasses all of those things. So I can do print, video, audio. It just it just seemed like a sweet deal to me to be a multimedia journalism major for economics. I come from my family is an economical family. So my dad studied econo- agroeconomics and my mom is an economist. Although I denied in high school that I would ever study economics, I ended up doing it funny enough and I really like it. I enjoyed being an economist research, looking at microeconomic theories. So th- it just seemed easy for me to pick a second major. You're a great communicator,
1: by the way. That's one of the That's why I kept trying to lure you in. I think Sometimes students don't understand, like, you're just like, oh, I'm at college, I'm going about doing my job, right? And so it's really important in our office that students, that we hire students who are good communicators, because really our jobs revolve around communication. We know that, right? Yeah. So your communication skills are fantastic. That's why I was was trying to lure you in. So just so you know, if if you need that piece of encouragement.
2: Oh, Thank you. Thank you. I've been a communicator, you know, in progress. I feel like I'm getting better at public. I mean, I've always been a public speaker, but in terms of relaying my thoughts and views as a professional, like being a journalist, is much different from being an economist. So trying to put on those hats and communicate different ideas. That's been interesting. I'm happy you noticed.
0: (laughs) So that's a good segue into with those double majors, what's the plan after graduation? Oh, you're just about done and you're going to have to go out there and do your stuff professionally. So what's the hope or plan with that?
2: So thankfully, I've secured an internship with the Brand Lab, although I don't know which company I'm working for. I'm going to do that for a bit, but I hope to get into media. So that's much different from media, like journalism. Media has to do with looking at people's competitive spends, what channels they're spending their money on, whether it's like standard outdoor billboards or they're using social media or they're using like a traditional TV media. So that's what I plan to do. I also hope to be a strategist. If I do go into marketing or advertising, I'd want to be a strategist because I like putting on that analytical hat, thinking through things, helping the clients bring their campaigns to life. But also economics is, I, I really have a love for economics. So after a year, I plan to go back to get my master's in either applied economics with a data science certificate or I plan to do like quantitative economics. So
1: that's my plan. And then you can communicate about what you find out through your research.
2: Yes. Yeah, through so, the media. <laughs> exactly. But there's also developmental economics, which is really cool. I'm not too sold on that one. So I have three areas of interest. I have to figure out in the next year what I want to do. Could you elaborate on what the Brand Lab does? So the Brand Lab is an internship matching program for, well, I'll say minorities and students who are not the traditional whites um, from rich homes kind of background. So what they do is their mission, rather, let me start with their mission, first off, because I love their mission. Their mission is to change the face of marketing and advertising. And with doing that, they're trying to promote more diversity and inclusion, because based on the statistics right now in Kansas City, there are more white workers than there are POCs. And even looking across the board That number is, it keeps, it kind of keeps rising, but in a couple of years, I hope it changes, but their mission is to get more Latinx, Black people, just a wide variety of young students into the marketing industry. And they're trying to break down those barriers and making it easy for young professionals to come up and develop. So they have training programs, they have a fellowship. The company also has their internship program, and they also do Fearless, and right now, since I helped them this year, they've set up learning labs to help young students in college and even in high school develop their skills and for- portfolios. So they have internships for high school students and they have internships for college and beyond. That's one of the reasons why I love the brand Lab, because they've given me so many opportunities to grow, to learn, to try different things. During my internship last year at Barclay, I had the opportunity to work on so many projects. I put on my copywriting hat. I was a media strategist. I was also learning about strategy. But my main focus for that internship was being a media planning intern. But regardless of that, they encouraged me to try as many things as I wanted. So that's a little bit about the
1: Brand Lab. What other internships have you had? If you could kind of explain to us kind of your thoughts about how you selected internships and maybe your struggles, because I... I know people don't talk enough about their struggles. And again, let's go back to communication and being a frequent flyer. Like Dee Dee came in all the time, like was like very real about her struggles and successes. And so I feel like that's super important for you to share maybe with other students and or grads, to be honest.
2: Okay. So being an international student the options are so limited because employers are afraid of, oh, do I need to sponsor you? Or do I need like, do I need to pay more money? And well, I'll just say this before I segue into your answer. I'll just say that I think there needs to be an education on the international student track. In 2019, I touched down at Northwest and I said, hmm, I have a plan. I have a goal. How am I going to get to my goal? So that's why I came into the office. But along the way, As I was applying for jobs, I just noticed that I wasn't getting the response I wanted or the the results. I applied to about 100 jobs. During COVID, actually, I was applying to jobs. I applied to about 100 jobs, and I got rejected for all of them. It was very hard, I won't lie. It's difficult when you know that you're a smart student, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You keep showing up for different career fairs and events and it's just not yielding the result you want. So what I did was I had to sit down in that, like kind of, you know, I was very sad for a while. I won't lie. I can be a very hard person, but I had to sit in that failure and separate myself from that reality because it was getting too much. I was getting like a couple of rejections per day over like a year. So I just had to take a step back from applying. And with that, I think it's very important for students to know that it's not you. Sometimes it might be you, it might be your resume, but other a lot of the times it's really not you. It might just be the company not having space for you or you not being a perfect fit for their needs. So I had to learn that as I was going. And then I networked a lot. So everyone I met at a career fair, I told them that I was looking for an internship that would turn into a full-time position. I always made that clear. And that's one thing I think people aren't always clear about. You have to be clear about what type of goal you want to work towards. So with the Brand Lab, I found out about the Brand Lab because of my friend, Justin Wyatt. She had done previous internships with them. And then she even did the College and Beyond internship. And she got a job at Hallmark. So I thought to myself, wow, this is such a great and exciting experience. So I just emailed the internship coordinator at that time and we set up a zoom meeting and that was the first time I felt like I was having an interview where I felt heard and respected so that was one of the reasons why I was when I saw the offer letter from the brand lab I literally like grabbed it I was like yes it's my turn now (laughs) but the journey the journey was long it was painful I'm still going through it because I'm looking for a full-time job but now that I have that internship on my resume, I know that it's not going to be as hard. But yeah, that's one thing I also wanted to say. If you start early enough, the issues won't be as much because I started looking for an internship right when I got on campus as a freshman. Was that a freshman? Well, a transfer. I started looking as a transfer, even into my sophomore year, I was still looking. And even though I didn't get that paid internship, I was doing other things on the side. So I worked as content strategist for a startup, Peep Connect. I was working on their marketing uh, materials, their campaign. I was running their blog, doing their social media. For another piece of advice for students or recent grads, try not to limit yourself to an internship that's paid. because sometimes you need that unpaid experience that's going to stretch you and build your character. Because when I was doing the internship at Peep Connect, it was during COVID-19. It was like at the height of the pandemic. So I was stressed. I was worried, but I was working. So I'm happy I was working because being inside for a couple months, I would have lost my mind. So so I was working and doing other things. And also, I like to develop myself personally. So I went online. I was looking for virtual internships. And there's so many virtual internships you can do on places like Forage, You can go on YouTube and say, okay, portfolio projects for journalists, investigative pieces I can work on, little things like that, just to make sure that my resume is up to date and also my skills match whatever job I'm looking for. That's all I did. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. I knew that as an international student, it's just not going to be easy. I was very real with that. I'm not going to sit down in the situation and say, oh, it's hard, it's hard, and not do anything. I, I just knew that I had to add. Because if I was going to change my life or make things work the way I want them to work, I had to create those opportunities for myself. So
0: I think that's a good advice for any student, too. You know, international students do have additional struggle on top of domestic students sometimes because you have to fight through that stigma of, you know, it's expensive, it's a lot of paperwork, it's hard to hire international students. But any student, I mean, you know, when you have time, like COVID was a great example of. We're kind of all stuck in a bad situation. We can't really do much, make the most of it. So I think, you know, when we work with those familiars and frequent flyers who are really successful, we find that they are students who do kind of create their own opportunities, that they're always trying to better themselves. They're looking for things, you know, maybe that aren't exactly what they want, but then we'll get them where they want to get faster. And that seems to be the students who have the best success that we work with are the ones who are they're always putting in the work. They're always hustling. They're not taking no as an and it's an answer. You know, they get they everybody gets rejections. We all have things that don't work and failures. And how do you take that and make it something better versus just taking it as you know punishment? So yeah. I think that's that's really important for students to know it.
2: Yes. And I even, anytime I got those rejections, as long as I had the hiring manager's email, I'll just send you a thank you note for rejecting me. Because (laughs) at least they'll remember and keep your name on file for when you reapply again. But I'm a petty, salty person sometimes. So I don't always reapply. I just let it go. So. (laughs) One of the things I think too, that maybe we don't make clear enough
1: is that we all here. So all of us who worked here with the exception of Grace, who's very new uh, professional, we've all had multiple jobs. We've all been turned down for multiple jobs. And I think understanding how, how supportive it is to come in here and you're continually right. Like you're getting these rejection letters. And part of our role is to just encourage you yes you're you're doing well like keep moving forward and i think as a student or even as a community member if you reach out for help sometimes you don't really need the help because if you keep applying like you'll eventually get something but just to be able to have that encouragement and to know that you're like we understand like we want to help you in any way we can and you're not alone you don't have to go through this by yourself
2: Yes, I agree, because I know there were many times I came into your office just to rant or just to sit down and be sad. And I'm happy you allowed me to have that space because I have some friends who are very, no, Didi, you can do it. I'm like, no, at this point, I need a break to sit down and mourn the fact that I got 10 rejection letters in a day. That can really wear on someone's mental health, honestly. Applying Mm -hmm. for jobs is a mental struggle, and to receive all those things, it wasn't easy. So having you, Travis, a couple professors on campus, I'll just go to talk to them. Having them just listen to me talk about my issues really helped me get over that. I even not had um, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie's one of my favorite people. She called me into her office one day and said, Didi, I know you're sad, but you have to fix your brain right now. You're in a very sad mood and it's obvious. I need you to go home, rest, take a break, do whatever you need to do and come back better. So I took her advice and she was right. I really wasn't myself at that point. So. And that's true. I
1: mean, we're sitting here talking about it now and we have big smiles on our faces, <laughs> but it was hard. Like mm-hmm. it, yes. and it's hard for us too. Like we know you're a great communicator. We know you're a great student. Like we see lots of potential. And so it's really hard when we, we also feel like we're trying to help you and trying to help you. And we kind of go through that struggle with you as well. So it is tough. It is tough for everyone. But just I think, right, like you say, knowing that you can you have somebody else there to talk to you about it, to be real about it with is a big deal.
0: And I think it's always amazing too that students now, the students that we work with who are getting ready to graduate are so much further ahead professionally than I was as a senior in high school, than a lot of us were. I mean really you guys are at such a high level that it's I know that those struggles are there and you feel like you know you're not winning but honestly like it seems like every year it just the level of the game just keeps getting higher and higher so I mean it's more pressure to to break in with that but really the sky's the limit. Like just some of the stuff that graduates are doing right out of college. You know, I think the days of paying dues and taking a crappy first job and kind of muddling through, those. I mean, they still happen, but I, it's so less frequent now. So I think that that's that's really exciting for someone who works in career development to see these really awesome opportunities sooner for students. So I think that that's really cool too. But that not to minimize the struggle that there is to get it. But once you get it, like it's so cool. It's so, so
2: yes, I'm proud of like
0: my generation gen z
2: okay we're not taking any bs from anyone we really aren't and i've been looking at job opportunities as long as I don't see anything about diversity and inclusion, I kind of just close my mind against that job because that's something that's important to me. If I don't see anything about career development, if I see that people have to work 10 years to get a promotion, I'm like, nope, this is not for me. If I see they don't have any paid time off or remote work, I'm like, no, I'm good. So now that I've really worked hard and applied for different jobs, I know what I'm looking for. And I guess I can pick and choose or kind of demand. Not exactly demand, but ask requests for what I want during job interviews. So, yes, I agree with you. You're right. The market is definitely changing, and students are kind of creating their own jobs now. They don't have jobs for them. So, where do you see yourself in
1: 20 years, Dee? Dee?
2: Oh, that's far. 20 years. Wow, I'll be old. I'm 21 now. I'll be 41.
0: <laughs> for the record, I graduated college 20 years ago this year. So, You won't be where we are now.
2: That's what what gives us a glee. I honestly want to be in early retirement. I feel like I want to own, I really want to own my own media company or own my own economics company because I think it's important to have... That kind of being a Nigerian black woman working as an economist or working as a marketing specialist, you don't see that everywhere. Although there are many wonderful professionals, Nigerian women professionals in these spaces, I want to have a hub or space to have that kind of representation. But I see myself owning my own company 20 years, even 10 years down the line if I want to see myself owning my own company, maybe mentoring the next generation, being a guide, helping students as well find internships or jobs, traveling around the country, living my best life, or even going around the world. So that's really, I want to retire early personally. I don't know how feasible that is, but I'm going to do
1: it. When you love working, you'll never work a day in your life. So you never know. We're pretty much retired here. I mean, I feel like we, we like coming to work. So
2: it's really not an inconvenience to me. Or at least, like you said, have a job or have a career that I love. So that it doesn't seem like work because I don't want to be in my 40s sad or feeling down that, oh, wow, this is a job I have. No, I don't want to have any regrets when I'm older.
0: I think that's a solid goal. So one thing I always like to ask students who are about to graduate is not necessarily advice, because I think you've already had some really good advice that students can follow. But if you could go back and talk to like just going into college, Dee, and give her some advice on something you know now that you didn't know then, what what would you tell yourself?
2: Start doing those virtual internships early, you won't have time. <laughs> because when I found out about virtual like Forage, I didn't know there was something like Forage. I found out about it last year, and I signed up, and it's such a great opportunity. So what Forage is, a lot of companies, they're like KPMG, Goldman Sachs, all the big names that some students want to work with, they have projects for students to work on. So you just go there. It's free. You sign up, and then you're good to go you complete the projects and you can put it on your resume and on linkedin and also the best part about forage for me is they send your work directly to the company so they kind of notify the recruiting team that hey we have a student that's done this come look at their work so i think i would have started earlier i also started going to career fairs much earlier i wish i knew i could do that and also i would advocated for myself more So looking at freelancing isn't easy, and I've learned that you shouldn't let people shortchange you or treat you badly because you're learning or you're a freshman. I would have been more confident in asking for rates because some of the freelance work I did, I should have gotten paid for. But looking back, it's a great learning experience, so. I'd have been, so to round up what I'm trying to say, I'd have learned more about virtual internships, Looked for them, tried going for career first early, trying to connect with companies early, right in my freshman year. And what else? Oh, I lost my thought. Yes, advocating for myself more because I'm talented. I have a gift. I have something to offer. Even if I'm a freshman or sophomore, I should be treated with respect. So, wow. Thank you.
0: Yeah, excellent. (laughs) <laughs> Anything else, Hannah? I think that covers my questions that I had.
1: I don't know. Didi, what do you think people need to hear? This is your your platform right now.
2: What do they need to hear? I think they need to some encouragement, really, because the job market right now isn't too kind to students and recent graduates. It's really sad. So sometimes recruiters will not respond to you. They will ghost you. I want people to know that it's it's really not your fault. Because I took that personally when I got rejection letters. I took that hard because I'm a high achieving student. I always want to win and I expect to win all the time. So just take it easy. Take your time. I'm not saying be lazy in college because you have four years to do what you can do with what you have. So take advantage of each opportunity there were times where professors would say, "Oh, Didi, I'm having a research project on this," and I had no idea about what they were doing, and I just inserted myself there. That's how I even got my. <laughs> that's how I got my internship with Peep Connect. I just my friend said, "Hey, I'm starting my company. I need a writer." I said, "Hey, I can do it." I didn't know what it meant to run a marketing campaign. I couldn't do any of that, but I just threw myself in there. So I guess encourage yourself, take risks, and. Just throw yourself into different things. Don't say no because when you're older, like I'm twenty one now is what seventeen when I came to Northwest. Just do what you can do with what you have. even if you feel like, oh, i'm not I'm not doing what I need to do. I don't have the resources. What resources do you have now? And how can you make them work for you? Awesome.
0: yeah, cool. well, fantastic. Thank you. that was amazing.
2: Thank you for having me. Is this the end of the? Is this the this end is. Yeah. It yep. is. Oh wow. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much. We appreciate it, and that will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat. And we'll talk to you next time.